Race with Grace. This message is on God's grace that enables us to go on to do great things irrespective of our yesterdays. Pastor encourages not to trust on your intelligence, strength and money, but to trust in God's grace to run the Christian race. This message also teaches how we can qualify for God's grace. Let's open our Bibles to Acts of the Apostles, this, the fourth chapter and verse 33. We know that scripture, we've been studying on grace. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them. Amen. Hallelujah. In, in, in Philippians chapter 1 and I believe it is the seventh verse, Philippians chapter 1 verse 7 Paul is writing to the church in Philippians saying even as it is meet for me to think this of you all because I have I have you in my heart in as much as both in my bonds and the defense and confirmation of the gospel you all are partakers of my grace you are all partakers of my grace amen so grace is just not a message to learn but I strongly believe that every time I preach, there is an impartation that the Holy Spirit does. So if, if I teach on healing, there is a healing that will move forth. If I speak on deliverance, deliverance will move forth. If I preach on salvation, souls will get saved. Amen. If I speak on baptism, baptism, people will want to get baptized. And since I'm teaching on grace, grace will show upon your life. There will be an impartation. You know, in, in, in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John on the way, I mean, on the way to the temple, they saw this man who was paralytic and Peter and John said, you know, as, you know I, silver and gold I have none, but what I have, I give unto thee. So only what you have, you can give. And I've been experiencing the grace of God tremendously. When I began to experience the favor of God, I began to preach on favor. And when I began to experience the grace of God in an incredible way, I like to teach and preach on grace. And so what I have, I give unto you. So in the name of Jesus Christ, let there be an impartation of great grace upon your life. May you be witnesses for Jesus to give glory to God and proclaim to others that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Let great grace show up in your life. Open your mouth wherever you went. Say great grace I receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus on the cross, there were two thieves on two sides. Two thieves. That's what the Bible says. They were trying to steal the pearl of great price. You know, I heard a preacher say that there are two thieves in your life. One is called yesterday and the other is called tomorrow. Now we have received the grace of God, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6. Now, so the, one of the thieves that steals your joy is make you think about your yesterdays, 
what has happened in your life what's gone wrong the mistakes that you made the sins that you committed the failures that you had make you think about that and steals your present joy in the lord or makes you so worried and anxious and afraid of your tomorrow that you forget what god is releasing into your life right now at this moment why don't you just take a moment to thank god for his grace right now at this moment don't keep happiness for tomorrow why don't you just say i'm going to be happy i'm going to be happy hebrews 11 and verse 1 says now faith is now it's enough grace is in the now faith is in the now let grace abound if if you're sitting there let that you know and if you're hearing this message thank god that the grace is flowing into your life don't be concerned or worried about your yesterdays or worried about your tomorrows don't say someday don't say someday don't say someday i will make it through tonight is the night of an impartation of god's grace over your life where you receive great grace to accomplish all that god has got for you lift your hand and say right now, right now i receive my healing i receive my, I receive my deliverance i receive my breakthrough i receive answers to prayer i receive the grace of god i receive the joy of the holy spirit i receive the life of god right now right now you have grace glory be to god hallelujah amen grace grace is what makes you whole grace is what makes you heaven wants to make you hell wants to maim you with every failure that you had in life with every mistake that you made if you give it to god heaven will make you through that as a vessel of grace but if you don't give it to god and if you're going to just keep thinking about the mistakes you made the devil will try to maim you and put you in a prison house where you are a prisoner in your mind the devil making you feel guilty and feel bad about all that has happened in your life but grace is flowing to you right now God tries to make you by his grace what he wants you to be the devil tries to mock you mock you about all your failures I don't know whom I'm preaching to but tonight I want you to know that you might have failed but you are not a failure you might have made mistakes but you are not a mistake amen while we were dead in our sins god gave his son jesus to die for us on the cross of calvary now being reconciled by faith in jesus christ how much more shall the grace of god the mercy of god be lavished upon you for god has placed you and seated you with christ in the heavenly realm Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You might have made mistakes but you are not one. Open your mouth and say grace will make me. Grace will make what me. What God wants me to be. What God wants me to be. Amen. Hallelujah.
As a matter of fact, there's none of us who have never failed. If you're honest to yourself, all of us have failed at some point of our lives. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All. See, if you're sitting there feeling kind of self-righteous and thinking, okay, let me tell you, you're far from grace. You're just self-righteous. You never experienced the righteousness of God that comes through Jesus Christ. One of the things that I've learned is God will not define anyone by their mistake. People might, God will never define. Luke 15, the elder, you know, the elder son began to be a great critique of the younger son when he came back. But not the father. <laughs> the father ran to him, <laughs> embraced him, loved him, made sure the fatted calf was killed for him, celebrated his return, had music and dancing in the home, threw up a party for them. That's what the father's heart is. The eldest son attitude is, after all, after all, this guy, I've been good to the father, I've been in the home doing everything. I've just obeyed all the Ten Commandments, I've just kept everything. <laughs> and uh, the younger son goes, squanders everything, and he comes back and look what you're doing to him. See, the father never, never once, never once criticized him. Are you with me? Just because the devil accuses you, it's the devil who always accuses. He's called the accuser. He's the one who tries to condemn you. But the Holy Spirit never condemns you. The Holy Spirit is interceding for you. So don't make him, make him, you know, don't make the devil make you a captive in your head about yesterdays, your mistakes, your failures, what you have, what's, what you have not done. But look at what Jesus done for you interceding for you at the right hand of God the Father. Holy Spirit interceding for you on earth. Open your mouth and say, God will never define me by my mistakes. God will never define me by my God mistakes. will never define me by my failures. God will never define me by my failures. God will never. God will. He will never. He loves you. There's somebody who is you have done abortions and you're feeling guilty. God is not defi defining you by the sins that you've committed. You say, Lord, I'm sorry. He forgives you. Grace is flowing to you to set you right. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at it. Abraham made a great mistake. Of going into Hagar. But did God ever condemn him? See, the devil wants to hold you hostage for the rest of your life for every wrong thing that has happened in your life. He wants you to hold hostage in your mind. God is not. You are free. You did something wrong. You failed. You made a mistake. You committed a sin. Say, Lord Jesus, I am sorry. I need you to cleanse me. I turn from it, Lord. I need you to restore me. Look to the Lord. His blood flows for you. The grace of God will justify you through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Move on. Don't look back at your yesterday because God has got a future for you. Abraham still became the father. Hallelujah of many nations. He still became, hallelujah. Amen. The father of our faith. Amen. Elijah. Elijah. You know, he called fire from heaven. He outran the chariot of Ahab. Later on, he's just lying down under a juniper tree, wishing he was dead. Gets discouraged, runs all the way into a cave and is hiding. And the still small voice of the Lord speaks to him. And what is the Lord saying to him? Is he condemning him? No. Is the Lord bringing up his past and saying, after all that I've done for you, Elijah, I didn't expect you to just fall like, down like that and just embarrass me. You're my prophet. God didn't say that. The Lord still spoke to him about what he needs to do, what God wants to do through his life. Tonight, may this word enable you to go on to do great things. I do not know to whom the Holy Spirit is saying, but he wants to enable you to go on. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, Jesus gave the keys to the key, key to Peter. The keys of the kingdom he gave to Peter. Peter denied, ran away. The Lord didn't come down from the cross and say, okay, give me the keys back. Big message, just give me the keys back. I thought I could count on you. Just disappointed me, Peter. Just give me the keys back. The Lord never. He still preached on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 souls. The Lord is restoring somebody tonight. The Lord is restoring somebody tonight by His grace. Don't allow the devil to mock you. Open your mouth and say, Grace will make me what I'm supposed to be. Hallelujah. He made the sun and the moon. Hallelujah. But he's still working on me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh. He's still working on me to make me what I got to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How patient and loving he must be. Oh, he's still working on me. He's still working on me To make me what I ought to be It took him just a day to make the moon and the stars The sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars How patient and loving he must be He's still working on me Amen Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The grace of God. You know, we call to run a race and you need the grace. 
to run the race the christian race you need the grace you either running or you are run down you either moving you or you are being removed either you're going up or you're coming down and the only way to run this christian race is by the grace of god this message might be very simple but i do not know why the spirit of god wants me to say it there are many even believers who rely on their strength to get them through in life it can be the physical strength it can be the emotional strength mental strength it can be the financial strength but one thing that i've realized is anything that is not from god is not permanent open your mouth and say anything that is not from god anything that is not from god is not permanent is not permanent amen amen 1 samuel chapter 2 and verse 9 says 1 samuel the second chapter verse 9 mm. glory will, be to god yes he will keep the feet of his saints he will keep the feet of his saints and the wicked shall be silent in darkness and the wicked shall be silent in darkness for by strength shall no man prevail see by strength shall no man prevail king saul in the old testament had a son called jonathan and he had another couple of sons and they were like his team they go out for battle and they died one day all of them and this is what the bible says in second samuel chapter 1 verse 19 and 27 second samuel chapter 1 19 and 27 the beauty of israel is slain upon thy high places yeah speaking about the death david is saying the beauty of israel is slain upon thy high places upon thy high places how are the mighty fallen see how are the mighty fallen look at the 27th verse how are the mighty fallen how are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perished and the weapons of war perished if you feel kind of tall and mighty humble yourself <laughs> and say i don't need to depend or rely on my might or my strength but i got to rely to finish this race that god has kept for me on the grace of god open your mouth and say i need to rely on the grace of god i need to rely on the grace of god amen some may trust in chariots we know the scripture psalms 20 some may trust in chariots some in horses but we will put our trust in the name of the living god The prophet Isaiah would say it in a more glorious way even young men shall utterly fall but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings like eagles young men if you rely on your strength you're going to fall utterly fall strength is not to be relied on in life there is nothing that won't fail fade wane with time 
in life there is nothing you look at charles schwarzenegger 20 years back and look at him now sometimes people put the strength in their intellect ahitopol in the bible was a very intellectual man but he committed suicide all his counsel failed god just brought his counsel to nothing you think you're smart enough and you can make it through life this race no it doesn't happen that way it's not a crime having a good intellect it's good to have a sensible head but don't rely on that rely on the help of god rely on the grace of god rely on the counsel of the holy spirit rely on god's word rely on the name of jesus rely on god look at solomon when you study the book of proverbs written by solomon he was wise beautiful as a matter of fact 31 chapters in proverbs read one chapter every day i go through it every month every month but look at the book of ecclesiastes which again solomon wrote one he wrote with divine wisdom proverbs ecclesiastes he wrote with his human wisdom it's all confusion he's not exactly sure what he is speaking see when he when he loved the lord 1 samuel 3 when he loved the lord offered his sacrifices before god god appeared to him in a dream and said what you want he said wisdom god gave him wisdom and riches and honor and glory and everything together with it and long life it is said i mean there is no record in the scripture of solomon having traveled in any other nation not because he didn't get any visa <laughs> but the bible says because he had divine wisdom the nations came to him every nation came to him he was a consultant to nations every king every noble man every prince came from far even queen shiva just came to see hey solomon i've heard so much about you that's when he was in the wisdom of god but stepping out from that wisdom the bible says in one sam one kings i think his heart was led astray by different women that he loved and he began to walk in human intellect and wrote ecclesiastes but there is an interesting part there with the i think is the ninth chapter was 11 ecclesiastes the ninth chapter was 11 i returned and saw i returned say that again i returned i returned so he returned till eight chapters he is speaking just absolute nonsense ninth chapter was one he says i returned and saw under the sun and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift see the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong nor battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise yes nor yet riches to men of understanding mm-hmm. nor yet favor to men of skill yes but time and chance happeneth to them all see he returned 
human knowledge is good intellectualism is good that is human knowledge but you do not know how to apply it in your daily life what's the use of having a lot of knowledge if you do not know how to apply it into daily life you might be having 3 phd's but you do not know jesus christ is the only way of salvation what's the use of 3 phd's you might not know about eternity with your intellect because you're trying to figure out god with your head if you could figure out god with your head he is smaller than your head but the god do i speak about that i preach jesus created the heavens and the earth heavens can't contain him he is mightier than that bigger than that so don't rely in this race upon your strength upon your intellect there's nothing wrong with having that but rely on the grace of god on the wisdom that comes from god because even the most intellectual over a period of time will lose it there are people who will rely on money money Genesis 47 verse 15 There's a scripture which says money failed And when money failed in the land of Egypt And when money failed money will fail you Money will fail you Don't rely on political power on financial power The only thing that you can rely on in the scriptures when you look at is Jesus and his grace. You know this interesting word Paul prayed and I I want to say that don't even rely on your prayer but don't mistake me you need to pray I pray I pray long hours by the grace of God but don't rely on your prayer because Paul prayed and the Lord didn't answer him didn't give him what he wanted second second Corinthians 12th chapter but god said to him my grace is sufficient for thee the only place in the scriptures where god is saying something is sufficient for you is grace my grace whoa don't rely on anything else but my grace it doesn't matter what you're going through even if you don't have answers to prayer say lord in this race of life i need your grace your grace is sufficient for me not money not wealth not strength but your grace your grace your grace your grace open your mouth and say it let me give you a prophecy which you might not like but the holy spirit told me that 10 years back there is coming a time when money will fail you All the money in the world won't be able to buy you what you want. Don't let your pocket speak to you. The only thing that is sufficient in this life is the grace of God. 
And when grace abounds together with that, every other blessing will abound upon your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Grace will break away all limits. Will terminate disgrace from your life. When grace will come upon your life, you will find the strength flowing through you to finish the race. To do all that God wants you to do. Amen. I told somebody the other day, don't call me a strong man. I'm not. When people come to me, they say, Pastor, you're so strong. I said, no. Grace. <laughs> Grace. 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 I'm not a wise man. Are you with me? I'm not even somebody with a great exemplary character. <laughs> it might look that way to some, some of you. You are naive. People who know me will tell you the real story. <laughs> but I am what I am, like Paul said, by the grace of God. You know, sometimes you look at somebody and say, this person is flawless. And I see, you know, people see uh, a preacher on the media and they think, okay, these guys are supermen. I told somebody the other day, I, only also, have, I also have two hands and two legs. <laughs> I need the grace of God in my life. See, grace is like, how many of you have written letters? Not email, not WhatsApp messages, letters, you see the old-fashioned letters. You put the letter inside an envelope. The letter is there. No one sees the letter, but everybody sees the color of the envelope. That's what grace is. Nobody sees you, but sees the envelope. That's grace. What you see, you, you might look at somebody, a preacher and say, Oh, this guy looks flawless. He looks like a holy man. Look, he's only wearing white. <laughs> That's because I'm enveloped in grace. You don't see me. Paul was a murderer. Moses, you murdered somebody. Abraham, you lied. Jacob, you did that. You stole your brother's inheritance. Birthright, not inheritance. Look at what you did. But then you look at them, God's grace made them who they are. Their flaws were covered by the grace of God. Open your mouth and say, Holy Spirit, envelop me. Grace of God, envelop me. Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We are graced people. Say that with me. I'm a graced person. I'm a graced person. Woo. How holy are you, Leah? Say it's grace. <laughs> Holier than most of you. <laughs> Amen. See, grace is what matters. 
it is the grace of God that has to surprise others. Hey, that person, that person is following Jesus. That person did all that. God did all that through him. I remember, you know, you know I went to my uh, old school where I studied. My principal was a nice, a nice priest. But as far as he was concerned, I was in his, you know, he had a book for naughty people. So I, <laughs> my name is written there. That's how he saw me pass out of that school. So years later, after I came to the Lord, I was invited to preach. They had, next to the school is their college. So for the MBA students, I was called to preach and I went there, I preached. And after that, I thought I'll take a walk around my school and I was just walking around the school. And I came to the basketball court and I saw my former principal, the priest sitting there. So he saw me and he said, ah, Neo. I said, yes. He said, he called me and he said, you should have come here about half an hour back. I said, why? He said, because there was somebody preaching up there. I was sitting here and listening to that preacher. That preaching would have saved you. So I looked at him and I said, Father, I was the one who was preaching there half an hour back. He looked at me and he started crying. He hugged me. And I said, Ada, morning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what grace will do. Will surprise. You will be a surprise. The Holy Spirit is saying to many here, you will be a surprise to many. What you accomplish in life, what God will do through your life will surprise many. Yeah. Glory to God. The grace of God will make you who you're supposed to be. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's not your ability. It's not your intellect. It is not your effort. It is the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Where are we? It's, oh, we haven't touched anywhere. Amen. So what is grace? We've been listening through this, studying a lot. Maybe I might repeat a few things, but that's okay. What is grace? Grace is divine enabling. Say that with me. Grace is grace divine enabling. Is divine enabling. Amen. Not human enablement, but divine. Not financial enablement, but divine. Not intellectual enablement, but divine. There are people with natural gifts. That is good. There's nothing wrong with that. But divine enablement. Somebody like David. He's not a kingly material. He's out there in the bushes taking care of his father's sheep. The one who would be or look like a king is the elder one or Eliab or any of the other brothers. But grace found David. Grace enabled David. The grace of God will connect you to divine life. Say that with me. The grace of God will connect me. The grace of God will connect to me. To divine life. To divine life. Amen. Not to your life, but to divine life. Not to somebody else's, but divine life. It's the life of God flowing out through you. 
Grace is what killed Goliath. How do you explain? Somebody, I mean, a 17-year-old boy taking a small stone and throwing it. And this guy doesn't even stagger. Goliath falling down. If you looked at the scripture, the Bible says the stone hit him and he fell forward. I mean, if the stone hit you, you have to fall back. That's the mathematics of grace. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it is grace striking down Goliath. Divine enablement. David, young man, facing a giant. May God give you that divine enablement tonight. May that be stirred up inside of you. May you be a giant slayer. May you win against every giant, whether it be of death, whether it be of sickness, whether it be of oppression, discouragement, uh, negativity, fear. May you win over every giant in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Grace can build a home for you. That's what God told me when I was supposed to build a home. Grace will build up the house. Grace knows the source and knows the root. This is the part which women will like it. Grace is your divine makeup. <laughs> it's a divine makeup. Amen. See, you look at uh, women, they would, you know, okay, the combination has to be right. The earring has to match with the handbag and maybe the top with the shoes and the makeup with maybe the handbag or whatever. There is a combination. I do makeup every morning. I'm not against it. Some of you will look better if you do makeup. Don't come to church without a makeup. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I say, Lord, grace, you are my makeup. You are the help of my countenance. Where grace It'll make you look attractive. Can you imagine? First time Saul saw David, just loved him and made him an armor bearer. Grace makeup. Just first time. See, you go in for interview, the first time the interviewer sees you, gives you the job. He's already decided he's gonna give you the job, something. I mean, King Saul did not ask the resume. Have you fought? Can you be an armor bearer? Have you held a shield before? Nothing. Just give him the job. Why? Grace makeup. No interview, no discussions. Some of you step into that. May you have business deals by the grace of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I sense that somebody will move into an office that you will occupy an office by grace. You don't deserve it. You have no credentials to be in that office. It's grace. Grace is... I stop with this because we are 
the grace is the fullness of God working in a man. In other words, God at work in man is called grace. Say that with me. God at work in man at work is called grace. Is called grace. God at work in man is it's called grace. grace. Open your mouth and say, God. God at work at work in man, in man is called grace. Is called grace. God at work in man is called grace. I love the Lord to work in you. God at work in man is called grace. God at work in man is called grace. May God start working in your life. That's grace. So how do you qualify for that? Two things. One, we sing that song every time. That's my favorite song. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the Spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the Spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Yeah, hey! Of the spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the Spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the Spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the Spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Born of the Spirit, water and the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Two, I've repeat, I've spoken that before, but once again, the Holy Spirit says, you become a recipient of grace by meekness. Meekness you have, gracious you will be. Say that with me. Meekness if I have. Meekness if I gracious have. I'll be. Gracious I will be. James 4, 6. James 4, 7. Submit to God and resist the enemy. He will flee from you. God resists. 4, 6. 
God gives grace to the humble. Humble. One Peter five five and six. God gives grace to the humble. Meekness is the key to greatness. Say with me. Meekness. Meekness is the is key. the key. Is the key to greatness. To greatness. What is meekness? To admit your weakness is meekness. Can we make a song out of it? To admit, <laughs> to admit your weakness is meekness. Most people want to exhibit their strength, and so grace doesn't show up. When you admit your weakness, when you say, "I'm inadequate, Lord, without you. I'm inefficient, Lord, without you. I'm insufficient, Lord, without you. I'm unable, Lord, without you." That is meekness. Grace will show up. But we try to exhibit our strengths. I am so able. Yeah, I studied there. I did this. Yeah, my mother taught me that. My uncle taught me that. Yes. The grace is not there. You are doing something. But that's not grace. That's that's the reason there's nothing to show forth. Look at great men in the Bible. Moses. Exodus 3, Moses said, I'm not able to go. God says, I'll send you. David, who am I, Lord? Gideon, who am I that you should choose me and my father's house? Are you with me? Look at anyone in the scriptures. who walked and who enjoyed the grace they became great because they admitted their need for god meekness is you can be instructed you can be corrected that's meekness Look at Numbers chapter 12 verse 3 Moses. Moses was the meekest man on the planet earth. Amen. Meekness. Moses was the meekest man on planet earth. And look at Exodus 11 verse 3. What happened to him? We we just we don't have time to read through the scriptures, but just read that Exodus 11 3. Okay. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. God gave the people favor on the side of the Egyptians. Moreover, moreover, the man Moses, the was, man Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt. Was very great in the land of Egypt. Why? Because Numbers twelve and verse three says he was the meekest man on planet Earth at that particular point. Meek become rich, godly rich. Matthew 5 and verse 5 Blessed are the meek they shall inherit the earth Blessed are the meek they shall inherit the earth People who carry kingdom wealth are meek people You know I I I I have a good friend who's he's got incredibly wealthy And one quality that I saw I was trying to say oh, why why is that man wealthy meekness God could trust him with incredible amount of blessings 
some of us you know you get you get a salary hike you're not there in church next sunday you go on a holiday <laughs> so i think wrong with going on a holiday but what i'm saying is you should be coming past the church and saying thank you lord but see god will god before god prospers you he will see how much you can handle it how how conceited or proud you become with the little bit that god gives you you get one good car you're like like boasting you know yeah i worked hard for 10 years and did this and god gives you one good business deal and then you forget him or you think it is your work and god can't give you more i've seen that i've seen that in the lives of many i've seen people just go up the ladder financially very high and you don't even see them and then they crash and they come running 30 years of ministry you see that meekest people are the deepest and go up the highest Psalms 25 verse 9 Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 to 11 Jesus Christ even though he was equal or one with God the father he humbled himself and became a known entity one version says became a known entity counted his life as nothing therefore god has raised him up and placed him as the name above every other name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father see because he humbled himself and became a non entity went up the highest do you access grace by meekness and by you access more grace you heard it before by the word of god acts 20 verse 30 i commend i commend you to god's word which is able to the word of his grace which is able to build you up you access grace and you increase in grace by fasting and prayer and that is what you read in acts 4 the church while they were threatened they stayed together and prayed and the place where they were praying was shaken by the power of god and great power came upon them and they began to witness to the resurrection of jesus christ and acts 4:33 great grace was upon them tonight keep seeking the lord fast praise stay humble Stay knowledgeable of God's word. Amen. And let great grace show up in your life. Lift your hand and say thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus.